Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Success Harbor Podcast with George Mazaros, where it's all about making success happen for you. Hi, everyone. This is George Mazaros with Success Harbor, and I have Anthony Tran with me. Anthony is the founder of Marketing Access Pass, where he offers marketing services and internet marketing training. Anthony is also an Air Force military veteran, and I'm really excited to have him on Success Harbor today. Welcome. Hey, George. How's it going? Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you for being here, Anthony. I really appreciate it. Um, and also, thank you for serving uh, serving our country. Yeah, it's uh, it was a real honor to, to uh, serve the country and to give back to the nation that's given my family so much. So, yeah, definitely appreciate it. After you served your country in the Air Force, you joined Corporate America in 2006, which happens to a lot of people. <laughs> and how long did it take you to realize that, you know, this was just it's not the life for you? Well, you know, the the thing is, uh, yeah, I, I did transition from the military uh, to, to do corporate and thinking that if I climbed the corporate ladder that it would uh, fulfill all my dreams and, uh, you know, make me happy and all that good stuff. But I soon realized that um, the corporate life wasn't for me. I was working like six days a week, 60-hour day. I'm um, sorry, six days a week, 60-hour weeks, nights, weekends, and holidays. And I just found myself constantly working, and it, I didn't really have any time to spend with my family. And the times when I was at home with my family, I was so mentally and physically tired from work that I wasn't, like, present. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't really available for my family. So I think... I probably I realized that I needed to make a change probably about three or four years into the corporate, and so I started kind of brainstorming and researching on ideas of how I could start my own uh, business on my own. Uh, and what what was the job that you were in? Uh, I was in automotive industry. I was an operations manager, and uh, yeah, I was. I was working. So there was a lot of travel involved. Uh, you mentioned long hours. Did you also have to travel a lot for business? Uh, not so much. I mean, sometimes I did have to travel, but it, it was mainly just the demands of the job. It was. Uh, I worked also in the, in the service department where I was managing the service, um, the service drive, and I would, we were working sometimes. Like I would have to, you know, come there early to open, so I'd be there like six a.m. or six thirty. And I wouldn't get home to maybe like seven, seven thirty. I wouldn't be able to leave because there was just so much traffic volume with with customer service, and, and um, we were minimally staffed. It was just, uh, yeah, it was very tough to to kind of get out there on, on on a reasonable time frame. And then also, I was sometimes I was working in production management, and I would have to work like two p.m. to like two a.m. So it was a lot. It was a lot of work. So it was about, it took you like three, four years, and you said, you know, this is really not for me. So what happened then? Uh, did you quit your job right away, or, or uh, did you just start, uh, you know, thinking about ideas, learning about things? Yes, yeah, so I did start researching. I was looking into brick-and-mortar businesses at first. Uh, I was thinking all kinds of ideas, kind of business, like like dry cleaners. Um, I was even thinking about opening up a yogurt. Oh, man, dry cleaner. <laughs> I, I feel so sad every time I walk into one of those dry cleaners. Yeah. You know, I, they may be great businesses, but, you know, those guys are always there. Yeah. I mean, it looks like a prison, you know. Right. But anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, Go so ahead. I was trying to find something where I could be a little bit, I could have a business where I could be hands-off or give me some flexibility. So I was thinking about, you know, coin laundry. I was thinking like a yogurt shop uh, where I could, you know, have a minimal staff and maybe do that kind of thing. And then, uh, and then I started looking into franchises because I thought, well, maybe it would be a great option to have some pre-existing business that already has all the marketing and platform done for you. Just kind of 
you know, keep running the system. But I also realized franchises, they take a pretty decent uh, percentage out of your profits. And so I was like, ah, that's not a good idea. And I, I basically stumbled upon uh, the online business world when I had dinner with my uncle one evening. He's from um, out of town. So it was kind of like a special occasion to have him over. Is your uncle in the online business? Yeah. So he, he started an e-commerce uh, drop shipping business. And he used to work for IBM as an electrical engineer. And I, he said he quit his job. And I was thinking, wow, you, you make a good salary. Like, how did you quit your job? And he's like, I, I started an online business. Now it makes more money than my previous salary. So now I can travel and work wherever I want. And it runs on autopilot. And I was like, I was just fascinated. I was like, wow, I really like that idea. That sounds like a great idea. I would love to be able to work from home or travel and work from my laptop. So I said, all right, I want to learn about this online business thing. And so I started self-educating myself. I bought courses. I, I read books. I went to conferences. I did everything what I kind could. Of, what kind of books uh, or conferences did you, uh, did you read or conferences did you attend? Yeah. So I, can, there's you, a lo- can you give me like one example of each? Sure. So one book I read, um, Four Hour Work Week with Tim Ferriss. Uh, <laughs> Everybody read that one. It's a great yeah, book. Yeah, Seth Godin, Permission Marketing. That was another good book that I read. Um, the Ultimate Sales Letter, uh, Internet Profits. That's just a name. If you, I have a whole bookshelf full of books I've read. Um, and then I went to conferences like New Media Expo, um, you know, Podcast Movement. Recently I went to, but the, in the past I also went to one that was like a network marketing because uh, I was dabbling into network marketing too. I think it was called, um, oh, what was that called? No Excuses Summit. Yeah, that was what it's called. No Excuses. Aren't you glad you didn't start in, in that? <laughs> yeah, I just found it wasn't really right for me. It wasn't a good fit. I mean, it had a lot of similar business models with an online business, but it, it just wasn't right for me. I couldn't find anything, product or service that I would really want to leverage. But um, yeah, so that, that kind of just got so, my wheels so you've, you've done You've done your homework, in other words. So, so you, you went to events, you read a lot, you, you learned a lot. So what what happened um, what happened then did you did you quit your job or or did you start something on the side Yes so I did something on the side I was working my crazy hours but whenever I got home if I had free time you know whether it was 30 and 30 minutes an hour or whatever the case I would be online reading blogs and I would be testing stuff out I started creating my own WordPress blogs I started uh, you know starting social media. I was just dabbling into stuff and I really couldn't find anything that I was going to sink my teeth into, but I was just testing. I was just experimenting and through a lot of trial and error, I was just trying to figure out how this thing works and, you know, email marketing. Can you give me a, a time frame where you're spending like weeks on this or months on this or years on this? Uh, yeah, it was a couple of years. Um, I think it was like starting in 2008 or 2009. I started kind of started getting really into this and doing this on the side. So while I was learning, I was, you know, testing stuff online and I probably built like, gosh, like 20 different websites because I couldn't find an idea to stick with, but I was still trying. Like I was, like I was determined to figure it out, you know? And so why not quit? I mean, you know, there are a lot of people that start a business and two months into it, they say, you know, it's too, too much trouble. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to deal with it. What kept you going? I think I just really liked it. I was curious. It was just very fascinating to me because I wasn't a techie person. I oh man, I was I didn't have any social media. I didn't have like at the time I didn't, I wasn't even in smartphones. I was like the last person on earth to have an iPhone. I was just very anti-tech technology. So when I started kind of learning about technology and online, 
it, it kind of opened up this new world for me. So I kind of really got excited, like, oh, this is really cool. I had no idea. And so, yeah, I, I just kind of learned. And, you know, as each little win happened, I was kind of like, oh, this is cool. This is how I get traffic to my website. Oh, if I do this on Facebook, people check this out. You know, like it's all these little small wins kind of got me excited that I would get these little results along the way. And that's what kept me going. So you didn't look at it like, you know, I need to do this quick. It was more like there's a lot that I need to learn and I'm excited to learn about all these things. Yes. So yeah, exactly. So I was I mean, I, obviously I wanted quicker results if I could, but there was just so much to learn, to tell you the truth. And it was like I, once I thought I got one thing down, I was like, oh, man, I need to learn this piece of the puzzle. Like, yeah, I learned how to blog, but then I was like, oh, man, I, how do I do SEO so I can get found on Google? And then once I found that, I was like, oh, man, um, how do I? get uh do social media and then i'll be you know there's so many social media platforms there's facebook there's twitter there's youtube so i was always constantly found something new to learn right <laughs> and uh yeah that, that was yeah. fine so how did you start how, what was the first thing that 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 was actually a business or maybe you know not even making a lot of money but something where you you generated some income yeah so my first income generating thing was a niche website um, it's called videoworkoutreview.com, and I was just blogging about the Insanity Workout, and I had put up some Google AdSense banners, and I started generating a lot of traffic. I was getting like thousands of visitors a day. I was like, wow, this is crazy, and I started making some passive income with Google AdSense, and I was like, at first, it was like 17 cents. I was like, woohoo, someone clicked on my ad banner, and I made 17 cents, but it was cool because, you know, keep in mind, this was a long journey for me. I was like, the fact that it works uh, really opened my eyes and it was just like, okay, this is cool. I, you know, I made it's proof of concept, right? Now I just had to scale it. And then I started putting affiliate links on there and I started making some affiliate dollars. And I'm like, wow, I got, you know, I got my first check for like $350 and I was like ecstatic. I was like, oh my goodness, I couldn't believe I finally figured it out. You know, I was able to make uh, an affiliate commission. So that was cool. So how long did it take you to get there? So let's say how long did it take you to get to the uh, 20 some cents uh, AdSense and and after that, how long did it take you to get to the $300 affiliate check? Um, yeah, so I started that website, I think it took me three or four months. So I started generating traffic, and then I made my first $0.17. Cents. So it was after like three or four months of me blogging and then doing Google SEO. And then I think a month after that, when I started hitting 1,000, 1,200 visitors a day, I started making the affiliate income. So yeah, about three or four months into it. Uh, was when I started making, and that that website's still up live, it, but I haven't touched it in years. It's just like kind of been. Stagnant. Does it still get substantial traffic, yeah. or not so it's much? Still every day, thousands of visitors, and I get affiliates. So what were you doing? I mean, this is uh, what is this like 2010ish or so, approximately, was, or was it later? I think it was like 2011, 2012. I can't remember. So back then, 2011, what were you doing to get that kind of traffic? Because, I mean, a lot of people would love to have a few thousand visitors a day, you know, right. especially early on. Yeah, I mean, SEO has changed so much since then. So the t the tactics I used back then, um, I don't know if it would really work today, but just to share with you what I did do was I created a long blog post, you know, about, I think, 1,500, 2,000 words. And then I wrote, uh, back then, I think article marketing was was really relevant. So I, I wrote articles on easing articles. Um, I published articles with links back to my blog post from easing articles. I created web 2.0 websites um, on like Blogger 
and uh, WordPress, and then I I basically created links from those platforms back to my website, and I also created social media um, like Google+, Facebook, Twitter, and I was sharing the content and then linking back those content to my articles. And so, yeah, it just... That was enough back then yeah. to get substantial yeah. traffic. Nowadays, so, you have to work a lot harder. Than those yeah, nowadays, it's not the same story. But, you know, I mean, you, you found out what it took, and, 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 and it worked. So where did you go from there? So, you know, we're talking about, like, 2011-ish. Uh, took you about five months with that site to start to make some affiliate income. Uh, where did you go from there? So from there, I started, you know, I wasn't, as much as the fitness website was doing well, I just... It wasn't really my niche. Like I couldn't. I had a hard time sitting down and writing blog posts about fitness because it wasn't what I was truly passionate about. So I was kind of like in this phase of discovery. Like, well, what else could I do? And I wanted more proof of concept that I could really do this. So I reached out to a friend of mine who was in the real estate business, and I knew that his website and social media needed some work. So I gave him basically an offer. He couldn't refuse. I invited him to lunch, and I said, "Hey, man, uh, I want to give you an offer." Uh, proposal. I said, give me an opportunity to work on your website and your social media, and I'll do it for free. In return, all I ask for is if I can use your stuff as an example for uh, you know, a portfolio of mine, and then maybe if you can write me a testimonial. So, of course, he had told It's a pretty good offer. Yeah, it's a really good offer, right? So he totally agreed, of course, and I worked on his stuff, and he was just like blown away. He's like, whoa, like this is amazing. And then after I did a social media for him, he said he got like three three real estate leads from Facebook. And he was just, at that point, he was a raving fan. Like He's like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. I'm getting business. My, my website looks way more professional. He was paying, I think, $500 a month for like a template website that some other company was, you know, uh, managing it for him. And he was just ecstatic that he could have his own website, his own social media platform. I taught him how to do it. And of course, he was a raving fan, so he started referring business to me to his friends that were also real estate agents, insurance agents, and, you know, friends and family. So I started generating business and I started doing some client work. And at that point, I was like, wow, okay, people really like what I'm doing and they're willing to pay me money for it. So that's when the light bulb happened. Like, okay, I'm starting to understand this stuff to a point where people trust me. They're willing to pay for my services. And he was basically telling me, and a lot of my friends were telling me, hey, you're you're good at this. You need to this is what you're calling. This is what you should be doing for a living. Yeah. This is uh, this is really important. I, I I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, I always want to like emphasize this to to people that, you know, sometimes people don't know what kind of business to to start. And and I, I tell people, you know, you need to listen to your environment. Just like in your case, you know, you you had a passion for for marketing, uh, you know, online marketing, and and there's your environment was already telling you where you, which way you needed to go, right? Yeah. So that was the thing. I knew that I enjoyed it. <laughs> it was like a it was a hobby of mine, something I was passionate about, but I never knew I could make money from it, and I didn't know what other people thought of it. But then when I started getting that validation that this is what people really you know, were interested in and thought it as me as an expert, and people were you know, telling me, like, hey, you're really good at this. You're the go-to guy. You're the expert. And people were calling me saying, hey, Anthony Tran is the guy. If you need some help with the internet marketing, you know, I was still working my corporate job, but I was just like, hey, this is cool. I, I, I definitely feel like I can do this. Uh, so let's fast forward into I think uh, 2013, right? So I was uh, I was at that point I was really had this momentum going. I was really excited. I was really pumped up, and I started really getting building this belief that you know what I can do this. 
So I really started drafting up like a business plan of what I was going to do, what kind of website I wanted to create, and I really wanted to go for it. And I told my wife, I said, I, I want to quit my job someday and do this full time because I feel like, you know, I've been spending a couple of years on this and I'm just, I could feel like I could do so much more and get faster results if I was able to dedicate all my time and energy into this because I was working right before and I was getting so tired by the time I got home, I just, I was kind of losing momentum. But so 2013 happened. I was listening to a blog, uh, a podcast, uh, Pat Flynn's podcast, and there was an episode with John Lee Dumas. John Lee Dumas was new to the industry. He was maybe like less than a year into his business, but he was getting all of this publicity. I was like, who is this guy? And I started listening to his story, and I was like, wow, I could really resonate with him because he seems just like me. We're about the same age. We also did. He's a veteran. He was a veteran, ROTC, did the corporate, didn't like it, left it full time. So I was like, I, I could see myself in his shoes almost like he he's like there but he's only a year ahead of me so i just like oh man i really want to reach out to this guy and he lived in san diego i lived in orange county which is only about an hour away so i reached out to him and i asked to join his mastermind group and we connected and he invited me down to san diego i met him in person and i said hey you know would you be willing to to help me would you be willing to coach me and he's like ah no i'm really busy i'm not really sure you know but you seem like you're pretty you know, pretty serious about this. All right, uh, in a couple of weeks, I'll have an opening. Let's do it. And so I was, you know, fortunate enough to to be one of his mentors. He doesn't do it anymore, so I'm so blessed that I decided to do this when I did. And so what were the things that you learned from uh, from John? Oh, yeah, okay. So before I get into that, so that this kind of leads into my corporate exit, right? So that evening after I met John, I talked to him. I met him in person. I came home. I was really excited, and I told my wife about it, and she's like, Honey, this is your great opportunity that you're not going to have. You need to do this full time. I've been watching you do this part time for so many years. I I believe in you. I know this is what you can do. So let's make the finances work. We'll cut back on our expenses and let's do it. So literally it was a Saturday. I put in my notice on Monday and I just quit my job and I put it, you know, and I've been doing it full time since. And so, yeah, that was powerful. But, you know, you asked me um, what did I learned. So that was in 2013. Yep. And so, so what, what did you hear uh, at that point that told you that, you know, it was time to, it was time to quit your job? Well, it's just, it was my heart, you know, like my heart wasn't into my career. Like I was there, I was doing a job. Um, I knew I could always be doing it, but it wasn't, I wasn't passionate about it. This is what I was passionate about. I wanted to have a flexible work, work life schedule and I wanted to be able to, provide that not only to my for myself and my family but also help my wife do the same uh we both wanted always dreamed of working on on a business on our own and um you know i'm, I'm happy to say that it, it's happened now so it's, it's a it's a dream come true and 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 it started with a belief i didn't have like i said when i started a year ago i had no social media i wasn't even on facebook twitter any of that stuff i had no website i had no presence i didn't know anybody all i had was a belief supported my wife and I surrounded myself with like-minded people. And so so once you once you quit your job, so the pressure was on that you had to really make this this happen. You were already making some did you make enough money to replace your income at that point or or no, you you weren't there yet? No, I wasn't even there yet. I mean, I made a so, few a few dollars here there but it it was definitely it, not anything to replace. Yeah, so so it wasn't. It, you know, you, you still had to come up with a plan, or did you already have a plan that you could 
you could uh, implement as soon as you quit your job, or what happened at that point? Yeah, so I had the idea of marketing access fast. It wasn't completely ironed out, but I knew that I wanted to create. Uh, at first, I wanted to create a marketing training website where I would just teach about online marketing. And I know it's a broad topic; people are like tell you to niche down, niche down. But I was like, ah, oh, I don't really know if I want to niche down because I tried niching down to just an SEO website or just a WordPress website. And I kind of got tired of writing about the same stuff, so I was like, I'm just going to talk about internet marketing because I feel like it's all related and they all are crucial to make it all work. And so not niching down in a weird way was kind of a good thing for me um, because I was able to touch on a lot of different things and dabble in a lot of different things. And so that's what I knew. I knew I wanted to create a podcast. I knew I wanted to create a website. I knew I wanted to do social media, but I didn't know exactly how I was going to monetize. I didn't know exactly... I didn't have everything planned out, but I knew, like I said, I had a couple key and key elements, right? I had a coach, I was in a mastermind group, um, and I had the the belief and drive to do it. And and you said one key thing, I had no choice but to make it happen. I wanted to put myself in a situation where my back was against the wall, where I had no choice but to make it work, and I had no money coming in, so that was even a bigger drive. Like I have to figure this out. I have to put myself in a situation where. I was super motivated and you know to to do it. So then so you mentioned that initially you wanted it to be a training only uh for a kind of a broad uh, not niche down but a kind of a broad uh internet marketing uh target. So what happened there? Were you trying to market it and and how how did you try to get clients for that that site? Yeah, so I had I created a membership site at first and I had training videos. I think I had like created like 80 training videos and they had different modules, WordPress, email marketing, Facebook, social media, SEO. I created this all-in-one A to Z online marketing training program, right? It was massive. It was huge. It, was, it, was, it had everything in there. But the problem was not a lot of people want to spend all that time and energy to watch all those videos, <laughs> right? Um, so I had some people buy into my membership site. They were definitely followers and subscribers. But then I was doing a lot of work, and I and it wasn't generating to the scale that I needed to make enough money to replace my income. So, but in in a weird way, when I first started this membership site, I in my heart was telling me I needed to give it away for free. I wanted to give it away for free and just offer a lot of value. But then I had business advisors. People were saying, "Hey, you need to charge money for this. If you don't charge money for it, you're, you're not valuing your work." and you know, it's not a real business model if you're not charging for it. But so I had this like for months, I had this inner struggle between my heart and what people were telling me. My brain was telling me like, no, you're not working. You need to make money from this. And so at first I charged for it. I made some sales, but I was still kind of like, I don't know. It just for some reason, I was just struggling with my inner self about it. And 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 this is a really interesting story because I was at a point where I was I was running out of money because I borrowed a lot of money to kind of keep me afloat for a while. And I was like... Who did you borrow from? Uh, credit cards. Yeah. Okay. So so I was borrowing credit cards and then uh, I was running out of funds. I, I was estimating that my, my funds were going to last me until October and it was like June. And I was like, oh my goodness, like because I, you know, expenses came up quickly. So I'll try to get into it. But basically, long story short, I was literally... On to, like down to my knees thinking, oh my goodness, I'm not making enough money. Do I need to go back to my job or you know, go find a job? And you know, this is not going to work type of deal. I was literally down to my knees and I got to a point where I was like, ah, 
And then a part of me just said, you know what? There's this inner voice that just said, you know what, Anthony, just have faith. Just give it away for free and don't ask for anything in return. And so I ended up emailing my subscribers. I refund them all their money and I told them, I told my entire group, I said, look, I decided to give this away for free. I'm refunding all your money and it's absolutely free, all the content. And I started just, I just let go of the idea and the fear of money. I just, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm just going to, I'm just going to have faith that this is going to work. So I started giving away free content and literally within like a couple, maybe like two or three weeks, things started happening. Like people were coming to me asking for advice saying, hey, you know, I really love your website. Can you help me with my website? Hey, you're really good at SEO. Can I hire you for SEO? Hey, can, can you do my email marketing? Like, it was just crazy. People started coming for me and offering me money. And at the time, I had no service business. I was only a training website. Were these the same people that actually paid initially, or were these different people? Um, these were different people. Yeah, these were different people. Um, but I think... Maybe in a weird way, like but people who originally paid, they became my biggest fans. They became my biggest advocates, and they were some of them referred business to other people to me. So that was a big turning point for me. And then I said, okay, aha, big light bulb. People are busy; they don't have time to be watching all these videos. They rather outsource it and do have someone else do it for them. So I revamped my business model. I changed it to. I still have the training. I still have it available, and it's all free content. But at the same time, and now I offer a do-for-you service business where people can hire us, hire me for website development, social media, SEO, all this good stuff. And yeah, ever since then, you know, business has been rocking and rolling, and been so blessed. So that's how it all kind of it, found out. It's, it's funny that uh, that your story goes that way because a lot of people want to go the other way, so they provide. You know, all these custom services, SEO, web design, you know, online marketing. And and to scale the business or to have recurring revenue, they come up with, with, with a product, which in this case would be, you know, the training videos. Yeah. And But you went the entire 180 direction on there. Right. So that's, that's kind of interesting because a lot of people, you know, say, you know, that custom business, you can't really scale it. Very hard to scale it. Uh, you pull your hair out. Every project is different. Um, and so they want to come up with a product of some kind. So that, that has, is, is not an issue for you then. It's not an issue, no. But at the same time, it is something that uh, I can definitely do in the future. It's not, I still want to get to and do the, all those projects you mentioned. I, I, you know, I have plans in the future to write a book, a plan in the future to uh, create a virtual summit, um, do more speaking gigs. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that I plan to do to scale the business, but at the same time, um, you know, you, in a weird way, you have to, you have to listen to your audience and, and, and what they're telling you, what their pain points are. Plus your gut as well. Yeah, my you, gut. You, yeah, felt, felt, you, you gut. felt that you needed to do this and you resisted it because of the feedback you were getting from, from your environment, but then you, you went ahead and, and, and done it anyway. So, so let's talk about uh, the service business. How do you market your service business today? What is effective today? So social media is really big, um, personal connections and customer relations. Social media, you focus on Facebook, you focus on Twitter, yeah. or what is your choice of... Uh, so, so my thing that I do is just personal relations. Uh, if you want to call it relations, uh, relationship marketing, I guess that's the best way to call it. I just focus on building relationships, just helping people. 
I know it sounds like counterintuitive for business owners, but I'm not a I'm not a sales type of person. That's just not in my DNA. So, but in a weird way, it's kind of worked into my benefit because people don't get so, that. So, how do you do that on social media? Give give us a couple of examples because uh, I I I agree with you that. You know, social media is not about automating your tweets, you know, three months in, in advance and all that. And some people think that is so. But give us some examples. How, how, do, you, how do you use social media to build those relationships? Um, I just offer value. Like, uh, you know, something so simple as going on someone's podcast and providing it, checking out their show, leaving them a rating review and then just uh, or going to their blogs and then commenting and sharing and tweet, tweeting about it. You know, those little things that, it goes a long way for people because as content creators, people doing online business, a lot of times they just want people to value their work and they want people, their, their work to get to be shared and to be spread out and, and for people to find it. So I know that that's a, a big pain point for people. So I, a lot of times I just go out and I do my best to support them in that area and help them and, and share their business, provide them any help that I can to spread the word about their business. And I just build relationships. I, I like I said, I, I connect with people on Facebook, Twitter, and and then it, usually they become really strong friendships where people connect with me on a one-on-one basis, on, on live on Skype, or we do Google Hangouts, or we meet in person. And through those relationships, um, have stemmed more business for me. And a lot of those people are not my my customers; they are just like my, I guess, friends, and they're my advocates of my business, and they end up referring business to me. So how how do you identify who you're going to reach out to? Uh, anyone that's doing online marketing, that's doing creating some kind of an internet business lifestyle. Like you know, you if you just follow the Facebook feeds, the Twitter feeds, you're gonna see people post all kinds of stuff because everyone's trying to create this passive income model, right? And uh, I just connect with people. And it, the biggest thing is, you never know who you're you're gonna be who you're gonna be talking to, and who they might know, right? So I treat everybody the same, whether they have 10,000 fans, followers, or they're just brand new and just starting off. Everyone to me is an entrepreneur. They're just all starting at different time frames, right? And I always remember that because the people who supported me when I had nothing, were they're, the, they're some of my closest friends nowadays. And I always remember that. And I always keep that in the back of my mind that if I can just take five minutes out of my day and help someone out, they'll always remember that. And it's so true. So I, I always keep so, that so, so social media is one. What, what else are you using to, to, uh, to drive business to, uh, to your service business? Um, you know, the typical, the, the normal offline, you know, just meeting people in person, doing local meetups, um, speaking in, in local community events, you know, um, you know, the traditional handing your business card out. I mean, everywhere you go, you're going to meet somebody. And conversation always comes about at some point in the conversation. Hey, what do you do for a living? And the fact that I'm doing this online business and I'm working from home and it intrigues people like, wow, that's cool. I've always wanted to do that myself. And of course, I'll ask like, hey, do you have a business card? So sure, I hand out my business card and some of them lead to future business or referrals or some of them just lead to friendship. And it's just great. But, you know, you'd be surprised that if you just go out and just meet and talk to people, things will happen. So, so earlier uh, you, you talked about um, 
uh, website back. This is like you know the fitness side back in uh, 2011. Uh, just you know some article marketing and stuff that doesn't really work uh, today. So what are some of the things that you find that that works in terms of SEO in the year 2014? Nowadays, it's all about writing really quality content. I've noticed that the articles that I get ranked today are the ones where I spent a lot of time. They're like 2,000, 4,000 word articles with pictures, videos, uh, lots of links out to high quality content. That's the stuff that people like and, and it's actual and, and it's it's like real deep dive like this is how you do it. You know, people they respect that and people will link to that type of um, articles. So I focus on creating really high value um, quality content and then also doing, um, you know, doing stuff for other people. I just talked about it. I'm always looking for ways to give back. So if there's a product or course that I, or book that I read, anything that I, I come across that I really like the, the, the work, I will take the time to write a really strong testimonial review for them, even create a video testimonial. And I'll share that stuff. I'll write a blog post about it. And so what else do you do to promote? Uh, you just write the articles. I do, I do agree that, you know, long, uh, long, really detailed posts are, are really the way to go. Uh, what do you do to, um, to, to actually promote that content? Yeah, so writing an email to people who are in the industry that you think um, will find that information useful. So I'll write it, a, you know, an email. And, and keep in mind, these are I've, I've I've built relationships through time, and now I can I have the ability to write or connect with people, some big influencers, and just email them directly and just say, hey, FYI, this is an article I wrote. What do you think? And you know, this might be valuable to your audience and, and that kind of stuff. And so if they find it valuable, they'll share it or they'll reference it on on their website. So sending an email to influencers. And letting them know about your content is really powerful. The other thing that I like to do is also, um, uh, you know, share it obviously on social media. And I think the fact that just being helpful, people um, want to interview you, and they or they want to have you be a guest on their sh uh, blog or their show or. Um, be on their mastermind group or their webinars. So that's kind of really how I've developed my brand. It wasn't, I didn't try any like sneaky ninja um, tactics. I just started focusing on adding value, building relationships, and organically that word of mouth um, just really sp spread my brand. And, and, you know, I get organic traffic back to my website and links back to my website naturally. I'm not trying to do any black hat SEO or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting because I, I did hear, I mean, I, I interviewed a lot of really successful bloggers and some of them, you know, sold, you know, one of them sold a blog uh, for $3 million. So, I mean, a lot of traffic and have done it for a long time. And, you know, and, and what the, the, the one keyword that really has been coming up over and over, it's networking. Yes. You know, it is, it is so valuable, you know, um, and you know it's not it doesn't mean that you have to be everybody's friend you know because it's not possible but but networking is so so important you know to to you know because it's just you just can't do it alone right it's it's not possible yeah so, so yeah, yeah you're right because um I've interviewed some folks and they call it like a tribe right have your own tribe and I have about fifteen people that 
I have a mastermind with. We talk about maybe uh, once a once a month we'll get together. We're on Facebook and we share our stuff. We support each other. We share our content. We uh, give ideas to each other. We bounce ideas, and that's your network. That's your your tribe, so to speak. Those are your people that you can lean on, um, that you can trust and and get candid feedback. You know, <laughs> I might put up something. I'd be like, they'd be like, Anthony, that's no good. <laughs> start over, you know, and, and okay, it's okay. I, I, I can accept that feedback because I trust these people. I've been working with them for, you know, uh, over a year now. So yeah, you, you actually want that feedback, right? Yes. You don't want them to uh, beat around the bush because exactly. that's, there's no value there. Uh, let's talk about your business a little bit in terms of systems. Do you have any systems that help you be more productive, whether it's using apps or just, just, uh, you know, I don't know if you're using different lists or, or, you know, what, what helps you be more productive? You know, it's, I, I, I guess I've taken some, some of my corporate background and implement it into my current business and my systems. I'm sure people are going to be like, Ooh, you know, there's, I'm sure there's some app for it or there's some kind of software program, but I'm afraid I'm still traditional in, in many ways when I run the way I run my business in a sense where I use uh, a calendar, you know, I use an outlook calendar. I keep all of my schedules on outlook and it keeps me organized. I have each day I have designated time slots for different things to do, whether it be social media, whether it's to do interviews, whether it's to, record my podcast, whether it's to write a blog post. All these things are very designated time slots for me to do certain things. And then having a whiteboard and the ability to just keep track of my clients and and, and leads and, you know, following up with people. So, you know, I, to me, it's like you don't have to overcomplicate things, you know. As long as you have something that works for you that keeps you organized in some fashion, that's all that really matters. And some of the simplest tools can really do wonders for your business. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just have uh, two, two more questions. What is the best advice you have ever received? Um, gosh, there's so many. It's hard to pick just one or two. Uh, pick two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I, th- I think one was... I went to a Tony Robbins seminar a couple years ago and there was one thing he said that I, that always sticks with me, which is failure is not an option. And when I started this business, there was a, there was doubters. There's people who were saying, you know, my managers or coworkers said, Oh, I'll see you back in a couple months. You know, like good luck with that kind of a deal, you know, totally doubting, just saying, didn't have any belief. And and people or family members would say, Hey, what what if you what if this fails? What if you what do you do if this doesn't work out? And I said, I would always respond to them. I said, Failure is not an option. Why would I join it? Why would I start a business if I thought it was gonna fail? <laughs> you know, like why would you go into something like that with that mentality that it's not gonna work? So I had this true inner belief that it's not gonna fail. I'm not gonna let it fail. There's just no way. You know, there's no way I would invest time, money, energy into something if I thought it wasn't gonna work. Um, so also a business might fail, but it doesn't mean you're a failure. Well, here's, yeah, here's the thing. So if you, if you thought about it, like my whole journey, right, my initial idea didn't work out, but I didn't scrap my business. I just evolved my business. I just pivoted, right? I just said, you know what? All right. People don't want training videos, but they want services. Cool. You know, like there's no reason to shut down my business, shut down my website. It's just like, I just need to just change my uh, products and services. So, and that's what I think I, I, I'll see a lot of people. They just, 
they get started and their initial idea maybe didn't work and then they start over. And it's like, oh, why did you start over? Your idea, your business, your platform, your brand is still good. You just need to remarket yourself a little bit and keep going. And, and that's the biggest thing is just keep going. Even if you hit these little roadblocks, keep going. You know, Don't accept failure. Don't accept setbacks. Just keep evolving, keep changing, and your business will grow. Um, what about a book that maybe something that you read recently that had a, a, an impact on you? Uh, Launch, Michael Stelzner. That was a really good book. Um, got a lot of value from that. And then a lot of the relationship marketing uh, things that we talked about, I got a lot of great ideas from that particular book. Um, so, yeah, Relaunched by Michael Stelzner. Sounds good. Well, Anthony, I want to thank you for coming on Success Harbor today to share your story. How can people reach out to you or find out a little bit more about either those training uh, courses that you offer or just the services that you offer? Yeah, you can check out marketingaccesspass.com, and I have all the links and resources to connect with me further and just learn more about uh, my business. Yeah, I appreciate it. Well, Anthony, I wish you much success, and everybody out there, check out marketingaccesspass.com, and wish you much luck, and maybe you can come back in the future to talk about how your business is growing. Cool. Thank you so much, George. Thank you, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Bye.